0: Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host is Justin Baker. And on today's show, we are going to be going through the top 10 San Jose Sharks of all time as we continue our best players of all time from each NHL franchise. And uh, yeah, if you want to go back and listen, uh, we've done we're almost to about half. Now, through all the teams throughout the league. So uh, we're doing the San Jose Sharks on this one. And the next ranking we do will be the Toronto Maple Leafs. And so, uh, you know, if you're a a Leafs guy, stay tuned for that. That'll be a fun one. Bet you're looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that one. And Leafs being my team and all. But uh, San Jose Sharks are a really interesting top 10. Mostly because it's really difficult to nail down... San Jose Sharks players that played before the lockout. Like, if you were on the San Jose Sharks before the lockout, you you, like, there wasn't a whole lot of, yes, the superstars on the team, other than maybe a couple. Whereas now, after the, like, post lockout, I feel like that's where a lot of my list has come from. And so they're just, yeah, it's uh, for a team that's been around for almost 30 years now, uh, it seems like right 1991 well yeah i mean that's crazy to think that it's yeah. almost 30 years but and and i would say that the majority of my players have have played on the sharks in the last 10 years
1: yeah i would agree i mean this was a franchise that that starting off in 91 was just i mean terrible they they were almost as bad as the what 70s washington capitals their first inaugural season they
0: were but by the time you hit like 94
1: they actually went to the second round well yeah they got better real quick they I beat mean, the red
0: wings they did
1: which i still remember A that good that odd good flub yeah. yeah uh yeah they they got they got much better real quick i mean they're they're the team that drafted you know uh superstars like ray whitney Um, uh, you know they even had Artis urbe and Gold. They had, i mean they had some quality names in yeah, there really good. after the first season so yep. all right well with that said let's talk about the guys who just missed your list Wow, oh, the, the old just missed. Um, the old just missed. I I put in a guy who early on for this team was, you know, uh, he's, he, man, I don't know how to describe him to me, what he means to me, because this is a guy who who was part of Red Wings folklore um, in the 90s, Igor Larionov, in my just missed. And okay. He was kind of like, you know, for a team that wasn't very good, he came in and he was steady for a few years. Well, he um, only played 97 games. He ago. did, yeah. So about a year and a half but this is in a time where they didn't have really any quality players and he was a guy who was a quality guy 82 points in those 97 games i think in. he made one all-star appearance for the team too um okay yeah eric carlson another one that made my just missed okay. however i will preference that and say in like ask me next year or maybe two years from now he'll be on the top 10 yeah and then uh last but not least Tomasz hurdle okay yeah, my yeah just I thought missed.
0: about i thought about hurdle for a second i just it, he, he could be in there if he kind of cements himself as this two way forward, which it seemed like when he came into the league, it was going to be, he was going to be more of this flashy speedster of a center, but yeah. he's turned more into a two way guy. And I think, yeah, he does have a shot at moving in here, but he, he missed my list. Uh, along with Danny Heatley. Okay. This he yeah. my list. Danny Heatley had a, had a couple good years for San Jose. He's actually fifth all time in points per game. Uh, so and and really there's only a couple guys who played significant amount of games ahead of him. So uh if you played more than 52 games for the Sharks, he's third all time in points per game, 146 and 162 games. However, I think there was just a lot of decline that happened for Danny Heatley. He had a a couple good years and it and it kind of all went down the tubes and uh that's kind of what I think about when I think about Danny Heatley with the Sharks. Um, yeah, he had an 82-point an year and then a 64-point year the, the following year. Then he leaves for Minnesota. Uh, it just it felt like there was something going on with the Sharks at that time, and he just really didn't fit, which is why he gets dealt to Minnesota. So he misses my list, along with uh, Jonathan Chichu, who I think has the most goals scored in one season he does. for the Sharks. Thanks to Joe Thornton. <laughs> Like 100% thanks to Joe Thornton. (laughs) I want to
1: say the following year he scored eight goals or something like that. It it was stupid. He also leads the franchise in hat tricks, too, thanks to Joe Thornton. All all in that one year. I mean,
0: in 440 games, he had 165 goals. And in that one season in 82 games he had 56 goals. So I mean he he did actually have a couple good like he had a 37 goal season the the year after that then 23 then it went down to 12 and it just really disappeared after that and then he just toiled around like he went from a 56 goal season in 0506 and in 2009 2010 he played like a quarter of the year in the AHL and then he was never seen from again yeah and like that's went to the khl and that's you know he retired a few years ago
1: but. yeah i thought about putting him on my just too but you think about that sort of fact right a guy if you look throughout history there's probably nobody who's ever gone from a 50 plus goal season and then within a matter of a few years an ahl player never happened in the history of the game i mean clearly that's uh, outside of like maybe the mid 80s well yeah i think that was i don't know actually i don't know yeah that's i true. would like to look that up goal. so yeah, tweet it to us if uh, if you know.
0: I would yeah. be interested to hear. Quite the fall from grace. Uh, as well, you know, a couple defensemen that I, I tossed around, like Dan Boyle and Mike Rathje, some of these guys that were a solid defenseman for them at one time, and Doug Wilson, who was the, the Sharks' first captain. But I just I just couldn't uh,
1: put them on the list. So. Couldn't bear. I couldn't do it. So with that said, your number 10, sir. Uh, my number 10 is Vincent Damfus. Okay. Or as I always call him, Dumb. Damp House. Damp House. Yeah. Not really He's sure how to pronounce his name, to be quite honest. I'm a Damp House. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> All right. I think we need to stop the show <laughs> and
0: start over again. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tenth all-time in points for this franchise. Uh, only 300-ish games played. So pretty, pretty 185, almost 400. Okay. Yeah. Did I read that wrong? I'm sorry. 385. 289 yeah, okay. points in 385 Yeah. Games. Pretty decent point per game average. I mean, at you know three points every four games you can't hate that and and again this is a guy who played in the late 90s early 2000s in a time where really like you talked about it prior to the lockout there really wasn't much superstar power on a sharks team so
0: yeah i mean and they they actually did okay um, in in 99 2000 in oh one oh two and oh three oh four they made it out of the first round in 0304 that was they actually made it to the conference finals right yeah so starting I mean, to see the rise of this franchise and and Vincent Damphlus had some great playoffs where i mean he had in 0304 and this is in his i mean that was his final year he retires after that year he because because the lockout comes and i think he just called it a day sure uh he had 14 points in 17 playoff games can't hate it seven of those goals so yeah he he definitely showed up in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, Vincent Domfus, I would, I would agree. He, he probably, if he was, uh, if the Montreal Canadiens didn't have so many, like if they weren't so storied, like he would probably be on maybe, like for what he did in Montreal too, he could be on. If he had done that, let's say with you know like the Carolina Hurricanes, he'd be in the top ten for Carolina too. I mean, he actually played all over the place and did really well. I mean, he was, he had a a 94 point season with Toronto. He had an 89 point season with the Oilers. A couple he had 3 90 point 90 plus point seasons with the Habs and then he had, you know, he was he was with the Sharks towards the end of his career but uh, it was also during a time where everyone was struggling to get points. So to have a 70 point season uh in the 2000 season that's that's pretty solid for Vincent Damphos. So he's my number 9. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I, I agree definitely having him on this list. is uh, I, I think that he was, a, he was a part of that first wave of the Sharks beginning to, to make a good push. Uh, he was brought in to kind of cement that lineup. Uh, with, played a little bit with Patrick Marlowe when Marlowe was first, uh, first in the Sharks. Very true, yeah. Forgot As a younger man. And uh, my number 10, though, is a guy who you had on your just missed. It's Eric Carlson. Wow, okay. A lot of love for putting him barely on my a list. season. Uh, even though he had a down season, I mean, he he still had 45 points in 53 games as a defenseman. So we're, we're not talking a shabby season. I mean, he's that puts him seventh all time in points per game as a Shark. And uh, the only defenseman ahead of him is Brian Campbell, who played a whopping 20 games for the Sharks and had 19 points. Came in post little, dead, or trade little, deadline, little trade and, deadline. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I'm putting Eric Carlson on here with also the the knowledge that he's going to continue to perform and and Yeah, he'll really be great, great this for this team up. and I mean, I'll say this if he like, let's say he didn't sign with the Sharks. Obviously, I wouldn't have him on this list, but I'm putting him on here because it's like, okay, it's a foregone conclusion. This guy's going to do something special. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's my number 10. Domfus is my number nine. And who's yours?
1: My number nine is a string of defensemen that I'm about to go on a run with. Uh, first being Dan Boyle. Okay, so you do have Dan Boyle I on do list. have Dan Boyle on this list, just because I think more, uh, I grew up watching this guy in the prime of, well, I wouldn't say the prime of his career, uh, that was definitely Tampa, but he came in the latter stages of his career, but was still very productive for a team that didn't have a lot of superstar talent on the back end, not like they do today anyways, Um yeah, a stretch of three straight seasons with 50-plus points and follows that up with a 48-point season. So very solid. He's third all-time in points for defensemen. And uh, to me, Dan Boyle was just a rock-solid guy. And he was he was a very good top-line option guy to have on a team. And, and he showed why night in and night out. Played very well during his tenure.
0: Okay. Um, I'll go my number eight. Okay, give it to me. My number eight is the only goaltender to make this list, and it is... Yevgeny Nabakov. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Nabakov has by far the most wins in this organization. He has 290. I think it was 200, uh, 293. He also has 50 shutouts. So, you know, but 10% of his, his games played, he had a shutout. That's pretty solid, averaging eight shutouts a year. And uh, he, little known fact, has scored a goal. Yes, he has. Yes. Yeah. not too goal. many goalies can no. put that on their resume. No, I don't think we've had a goalie on our list that has scored a goal yet.
1: Um, Unless
0: you had Chris, o- did you have Chris Osgood on your? I Red cannot list? remember
1: for the life of me. Yeah, I have a terrible memory, but yeah, that's uh, that would that's be why I write everything down. Uh, yeah, so
0: I mean, by far the most wins, and and he put up some really nice numbers: a two-three-nine goals against, uh, and a nine-one-two save percentage. So uh, Evgeny Nabokov always maybe maybe left a little bit to be a little bit to be desired in the playoffs but he did play so many games for the sharks 563 games and uh you know the playoffs i'd say for the most part not not really his fault he did have a couple kind of struggle struggle years but i mean he was he was there for a couple conference final runs and
1: he was always so. good enough i thought he was in the playoffs good. yeah he was good enough
0: yeah i mean it's it also I don't do I think that Nabokov was the reason the Sharks didn't win those years. I mean, you look at the years that they went to the to the uh the conference finals. Uh oh three, oh four, they lost to the Calgary Flames. Who were so good.
1: They were very good. That team was, yeah, was I think Cal- that was No, I Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Tampa
0: Bay and Tampa and Bay won the played. cup,
1: but I was gonna say I think that's the year though in O four where he robbed I – can't, I can't remember who it was on Dallas with that glove save just right against the post. Yes. Just one of the ugh, better saves I've seen in a long time. And, and if you haven't seen it yet lately either, go take a peek. Oh, man, why can I not remember his name for the life of me? Uh, just made this ridiculous be- – oh, Yaroslav Halak made a ridiculous behind-the-back save just – just crazy, go look it up. But yeah,
0: that 0304 uh, run though he won 7-1 goals against and a 935 save percentage, so just out of this world. Uh, so yeah, he's my, he's my number eight, and, I, and my only goalie who he's the only one I even slightly
1: considered. yeah, so same. although maybe I thought about Mike Vernon, <laughs> just kidding.
0: Mike <laughs> Vernon. yeah
1: most people forget he actually came on Did. this team after he won a cup with Detroit and, and Kelly Rudy. That's right, yeah. You forget about him from L.A. Oh, man. Okay, uh, my
0: number eight. Rob Blake also played on the Sharks. He, was he the, did. He did. He was their captain for yeah. the
1: year he was there. <laughs> it's too funny, the 90s. Um, yeah. No, number that eight. was the late 2000s. Was it? It was like 2009. Oh, my gosh. Where have I been? Um, okay, well, number eight for me, probably the most underrated defenseman I've seen in a long time, Pickles. Vlasic-Edward.
0: and Mark-Edward Ed, Mark Vlasic. Yeah. He's
1: my number seven. Okay. So, yeah, I have him just a little bit higher. I have him ahead of
0: Nabokov because I do feel like he, like he is one of the reasons that the Sharks are as good as they are.
1: I would absolutely agree. And I think, you know, you can see the love, just how good of a defensive defenseman he is because that run where Canada with the Olympic gold yep. man, they put him with Dowdy just on that top line for a reason yep. and because he's just that good of a shutdown guy and you know, it's it's no secret. I, I think, you know, yeah, you can gripe about his, his contract and the money he gets paid, but he shuts teams down, and you, I mean, it shows year in and year out. Plus, he is maybe the best
0: nickname in the NHL right now. Really?
1: Yeah. Maybe that or the bread pickles man. Pickles are the bread man. Yeah. Yes. Ironically, they could go on each other. <laughs> or, well, I guess you know, the today I was... On the bread. Uh, I had uh, dill pickled flavored popcorn. Probably the most disgusting thing I've ever had, and I don't like pickles, so... That's, that, sounds, that sounds awful. Yeah, everybody... Ironically, though, it was... Although the pickle most, chips are quite good. Well, if, no. If you ever... Like, Canada, they have pickle chips. Okay. Never heard they of They taste them. pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Well, anyways, moving on.
0: Um, okay, so he's your number eight. True story. And uh, my number seven's Vlasic. So who is your number seven?
1: Evgeny off Okay, all right. So yeah. we just have him. And maybe it's a little bit of love, tip of the cap for the goaltender. Um, because, again, he was just so rock solid for that team for so long and when I mean you look at all the other goaltenders they've had throughout this history he just added stability on the back end where nobody else had done that before in this franchise so
0: it's true and they they did have good goaltenders and like goaltenders who had good seasons I mean don't forget this team had Mika Kiprasov they did
1: yeah and they had Antti Niemi I mean they've had some 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 goalies Niemi
0: gets traded there after he wins a cup in Chicago right but he was pretty solid for the team for a few seasons yeah and, uh, I mean, Vesa Toskala had a couple good years there. Steve Shields. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, there was some okay goaltenders, but when you know you have nothing to worry about in the goaltending position, you can just go about your business with everyone else. Right. Uh, I think that that's, that's definitely a luxury a lot of teams would love to have. Uh, with My number six is the current captain of the San Jose Sharks. Ooh. And that is a Logie Kutcher, as I like to call him. Number five on my list. Okay, number five. All right. Yep. So he's he is the fourth all-time scorer, five hundred and seven points in six hundred and sixty-three games. And uh yeah, he's just He's kind of always been in the shadow of Pavelski and of Thornton and of Marlowe. And I think he's it's it's great that now he is the captain. I think he is the future of the San Jose Sharks. Uh maybe is the it's hard to say, but I think he's probably maybe the least talented in terms of like all those guys ahead of him on that list. He he's he's a phenomenal player. Uh he maybe can skate better in a few of them, but I think Logan Couture is as the Sharks start to age, I don't think that Logan Couture is the like, oh yes, he's the he's the ultimate number one center. But I do think he's a good player and uh yeah he's my
1: number six yeah my number five very solid um centerman and it's weird too because at 29 we finally like see this guy develop into maybe the number one center we had you know everybody had expected him to to turn into i know for a while everybody was just waiting for him to explode and be like this point per game player you know drafted in the first round i think he went ninth overall ninth overall in 07 yeah and uh, I mean, granted, yeah, this this season, right? He he exploded in the playoffs with I think he had 14 goals. It was just a ridiculously crazy number, and um, 70 points this regular season. So I think for a guy who you know had been you know toying around 50, 60 ish points for so long, he finally gets over that hump a little bit and so maybe we might see the offensive explosion now that you know he's going to be counted on a little bit more now that you know little joe's gone and you know big joe might this might be his final hurrah so
0: yep there are three players who have scored more points than logan couture in the 07 draft three players three players can you name them for me can you name them? I probably could not. So the first one is the first overall pick, right. Patrick Kane. <laughs> okay. Uh, that one's fair. Uh, the second is the seventh overall pick in Jakub Voracek. And oh, there right. is okay. only one player who has more than Couture's 507 points, and it is Jamie Ben who was taken in the, like, the f- sixth round. The fifth round. He was taken 129th overall. Just after Austin Smith and Milan Keitner, who played one game in the NHL. Boy, how
1: many people passed on
0: Ben? Like a- Everyone. Yeah, everyone. I mean, honestly, and then Jake Muzzin went later in that round. And, yeah, did he lay somebody out last night too? My goodness. And, you know, that was fun to watch. I mean, Nick Benino went 173 in that draft. Carl Hagelin went 168. And Patrick Maroon went 161. So, I mean, there's, there's quite a few guys left from that draft that are – uh that were taken late that were are still doing really well i mean there were other guys that the sharks could have taken but i mean i think logan couture was was the pick from that draft in terms of like where they picked and who was left on the board you think keaton ellerby was taken next by the panthers and then brandon Suter, ryan mcdonough would have also been a pretty solid pick too but sure uh yeah so okay so he's your number five who was your number six
1: yeah, my number six was Brent Burns. Okay. Oh, you have him. You have him a little lower. Yeah, a little lower than Logan Couture, and yeah. I. I just think mostly it's because he spent so much time in Minnesota and took so long to develop into this offensive threat that we we see him as right now. You know, I mean, he's only been doing this for you know three, four seasons now. It hasn't been like, you know, he hasn't been a guy in San Jose that's been tearing it up for the last decade. So, um, you know, I mean, he in the last five years he's had. 60 plus points yeah so there you go i mean but it it did take him a few seasons when he got to san jose to do this considering i mean he spent so much time in minnesota and you think i mean granted i know defensemen take a little bit longer to develop and get their stride going but you know i I would say he's had six years
0: of pretty prominent i mean he had 20 the year that he didn't have 60 points before that and in uh 13 14 he scored 22 goals I don't, I don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. But. That was kind of the year that they were like, is he a forward? Is he a defenseman? And they
1: were kind of toilet right where he went up to right wing a yeah. lot like yeah. uh Dustin Bufflin. But, um, the only other thing too, I think for my one knock on him is, is just his defensive liability on the back end, you know, cause he's just jumping up in the play so much. Did um, Drew Doughty get a hold of you? Is that why this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I actually was waiting for you to say that. I was really hoping you would have, and I'm glad you did. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, you know, it's when
0: Brent Burns was taken by Minnesota, I think there was this like, oh, he can play both positions and all this. And then he – I think he just kind of fell out of favor in, in Minnesota. Like they felt like he didn't hit his potential and they thought that they could uh, – I think that's when they brought in Danny Heatley. Yeah, it was Danny Heatley who was so. traded for Brent Burns. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, so Brent Burns, he is my fourth – player on my list okay you're number four but my number five is actually the only guy in the top five actually the only guy in my my top eight that played before the lockout for the Sharks, and
1: he's my number four owen nolan yes sir
0: yeah owen nolan even like his point total you know he's 568 games he's got 451 games uh, or 451 points But Owen Nolan was just a different kind of player. His prime was also in the late, like the mid and late 90s. So you're talking the trap years. And so he definitely, you know, some of those point totals maybe should be adjusted slightly. Uh, He also has 934 penalty minutes. I mean, this guy was, is the second all time in penalty minutes for this organization, but was just your total package just f- complete power forward type of player. And he has maybe the most unique goal ever scored in an all-star game. Dude, one of my
1: favorites. One of my the, favorites.
0: The point, the point in, in score on Dominic Hasik. He was the only one who scored on Hashik that year. I think that was in, it was in either 98 or 99 because yeah. Hashik was just unstoppable even in an annoying. all-star game. <laughs> it was in an all-star game and he was unstoppable. And the only goal
1: scored on him is Owen Nolan on a penalty shot. <laughs> just uh, no, it wasn't a penalty shot. Oh, it he was, a, was just he was oh, just coming it was down just the a breakaway. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't a, even a breakaway. There was defenseman up the center of the ice. Yeah, He had a little space, but uh he was just coming down the, the boards, man, on that that blo- that blocker side and just pointed over the glove and just ripped it, dude. <laughs> just I remember like, Hashik afterwards what? was like, "I,
0: you know, cuz of course everyone's making a huge deal like Oh, well, of course the western conference which was the that back then it was east versus west and it still is now but uh, <laughs> well say. it is now it it there was times where it wasn't you know there was they did the like north america versus the world oh right they did right. that a few times uh but anyway so it was west versus east so the western conference i think got destroyed by the east but the talk was that the goal, goal. <laughs> and dominic ashric was just like i do not know what he do i i thought he you know, I thought he like hurt his hand or something. Like he didn't know he was pointing. But it's yeah, you want to see an awesome goal if you haven't seen Owen Nolan point and go, point and shoot. It's it's amazing. Uh, so all right, well that that puts Nolan at five. Brent Burns is my four. Nolan is your four. So we're up to the top three. Which, which I will say for Burns being a little higher, he has won a Norris Trophy. That's very true. No one on the Sharks has ever won a Norris. Uh, they, they have, Joe Thornton did win the Art Ross. Uh, but I don't think anybody ever won a like. No, there's not much hardware hard, on this or, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one ever won a hard or anything like that. So anyways, uh, you're number three then. I I, I mean, I think we're going to have the same three guys in our top three. Without I'm just curious as to, you know,
1: where you, where well, you drop these guys? Number three is Little Joe.
0: Okay, yep. Yeah. I, have, I have Joe Pavelski at number three as well.
1: Yeah, and maybe if he had stuck around for a few more seasons, maybe that might change his his spot, but I don't think so. Well, no. What, like two more, three more years?
0: What's he gonna I mean, he sits with seven hundred and sixty one points. The two guys ahead of him have almost I mean, Marlowe has three hundred and twenty more points than Pavelski. I don't think I think it would take Pavelski maybe more than five seasons to get to that total.
1: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not I'm not arguing with that, but um, yeah, Pavel, I mean what can you say this guy for for as old as he is, he can still freaking score goals, man. I don't know how he's still putting up 40 goal seasons like no big deal. The guy's got sweet hands. He's he's still pretty fast. I mean, when you when you think about a guy of his age and you know how it's become a young man's game, he he can still keep up. He can still, you know, he can still play and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in Dallas, but again, I this is just a a guy who's been a been a captain, a leader on this team for so long and yeah, kind of, kind of odd to see him wearing another yeah. uniform now. Yeah, he's played for the Sharks is in his entire career. Almost made it to a thousand games, just forty forty games short, really. But so it'll be interesting. I mean, he he's he's had success in every aspect of this game with the Sharks. So except no hardware, but yeah. Yep,
0: uh, that would be Number the three, the one downside. I mean, I, I'd say you know in terms of his play in the playoffs, he's always been he's always been pretty solid. Uh, definitely nothing to nothing to really knock him. I guess one year he had no points in five games, but uh, in the year they went to the finals, twenty three points in twenty four games and fourteen goals. So which is which is a feat in and of itself. If you score more than ten goals in the playoffs, you did something right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, It's it's just so difficult to score goals. Uh, yeah. I would just my my one knock on Pavelski is that he always had Thornton and Marlowe around. I mean, other than like uh, well, the last couple of years, but. Well, that's why
1: uh, they call him little Joe.
0: He's always played second fiddle. Right. You know? Right. And, and that just kind of, he has to be below these guys. And even if he were to go and like go back to the Sharks and collect some more points, it's just, it's not, he was always, he's always going to be third on this list of guys. Um, so with that said, let's go with your number one. Number one. Your number one. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Big Joe. Okay, going Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Jumbo Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the same number one. Okay, good. Yeah, I there was there was a lot of lists. I mean, uh, you know, I'll, there's a, there's a site called Ranker, and that that's usually a good a good starting place to like start thinking about different guys. And uh, oh, oh no, they actually have Thornton ahead of Marlowe. I was looking though some probably some, some list, report. Some something. list had Marlowe ahead of of Thornton. Of course, he has more points all time. Which I think Thornton will ultimately catch him. I don't think Thornton's going to retire for a few years.
1: Is he going to be like Yager, just keep playing till he? I think so. I really do. He doesn't need he doesn't need speed. No, when you're smart, you don't. I mean, you don't need speed because there there are rare guys who can who can do it just playing slow. You know, you're not like David Backus where if you can't skate, you're just screwed. Right. You know, right. now he has just... such good hands. Yeah, and yeah, such good IQ. I
0: mean, I I will say this, and this is the one thing that. That made me consider Marlowe above Thornton. Uh, Marlowe does have almost 300 more goals than, than Thornton. I mean, he has 508 goals for this organization, uh, which is first all time. Pavelski's second with 355, and then Thornton at 244, 244 in over 1,000 games.
1: Um, it just, He's a setup man. Yeah,
0: I, and, and and the and the reason why I go, well, okay, yes, Marlowe did score a lot of goals. A, several of the seasons where he scored a bunch of goals were early on when the Sharks weren't great. And so not not that it's, you know, oh, his uh those seasons don't count, but uh, I guess I guess really he's he's just scored 25, 30, 40 goals. It's just all uh, all over the place, but he's yeah, he's a very consistent player. Uh It'll be interesting to see where he actually ends up because he still hasn't signed anywhere yet. True, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see where he signs, where he ends up. But I, I think when you think of Patrick Marlowe, while he has been a really good player for this organization, he's never been anywhere close to the best player in the league. Like he was never. He's never been in that conversation. We've never like. I don't. I don't. Even when I mean his best season, he had eighty six points. That was in 05 06. I mean, that's playing with Joe Thornton.
1: Uh his the most goals he scored was forty-four in 0910. And well, oh nine-ten, he did come in ninth in the Hart trophy voting. So he was up there, but Yeah, but that's see, that still
0: is okay. You came in ninth for one season. Where you might all right, maybe you had a really nice season, but I still wouldn't say like there were players behind him in that voting that were better players. They just maybe didn't have as good of a season, right? Right. So to me, Patrick Marlowe never close to the best player in the league. Whereas our number one, at Joe Thornton, he was absolutely like top three in the league at one point. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and if not, like you're 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 talking top ten for maybe a ten year stretch where you'd take Joe Thornton over almost anyone outside of Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. I mean, he was in that conversation to be that third guy.
1: Yeah, his his year when he got traded to San Jose from Boston, he put up 125 points. yeah, Almost 100 assists in that season. Just yeah, that's, crazy. That's
0: insane. Insane. So Joe Thornton, our number one San Jose Shark of all time. If you disagree with anyone on this list, you can let us know on Twitter at ot hockey talk and uh from this point out any all of our rankings are just going to be one team and uh it'll it'll allow us to put out some other other content as we also want to keep up to date with what's happening in training camp so stay tuned for that episode uh later in the week and that is your san jose sharks look for the toronto maple leafs next we'll talk to you guys soon